move over to uh, James Booknight, from the sophomore from Connecticut. He turned 21. He will turn 21 in September. Another like 6'5 shooting guard type, four first guy. Really wasn't too efficient for UConn this season. 54.6 true shooting, 49.8 effective field goal. But, you know, he was pretty much the, the main option for UConn and at times the only option for him. So he really had to produce the Huskies weren't going to score. Um, Battle were, injuries too. Yeah. What What were some of the things that stood out uh, about book night for you? Uh, thing that stood out to me was his ability to just put the ball on the floor and get his own shot. You know, that was the biggest thing that stood out to me. You know, I, I think another thing that when you dive deep into his game that just watch him live, it may not necessarily, you know, be something that's blatantly obvious is he does struggle to shoot the ball, but he's really kind of, you know, shifty off the dribble, can get to the rim, finishes well around the rim. And I think that was the biggest thing I took away from his game. Yeah, when you look at his jump shot, it looks good. He it just does. Didn't, he just didn't get it to fall very often. Like shot at 78% from the free throw line, 80% for his career from the line, shot a little bit better as a freshman from three-point range, like 35% compared to 29% as, as a sophomore this season. So I think there is some projection to say uh, Booknight could be a pretty good three-point shooter in the NBA, just looking at his mechanics, free throw percentage. And obviously he wasn't terrible, terrible from three-point range in college. So I think there is some upside um, to his shooting there. Yeah, and another, another thing that, you know, uh, obviously as good, you know, the good twitch and burst the ball on his hands and he does a really good job of creating separation off of a guy on that you know right before he goes to get into a shot and uh the other thing that i noticed was i thought he showed some flashes of pick and roll ball handler you know he did a really good job of coming off screens and when he had mismatches in pick and roll situations he really feasted on those yeah i would uh i'm gonna argue with his quickness and speed though drew i don't think it, he has that great a burst off the dribble i thought his separation came more just from his ball handling you know head fakes change of pace i think that's why he was so good in the ball screen game too you can use those things all to create another advantage where do you rank his his overall quickness i would say just above average i don't think it's like great just right above average is where I would have it. Yeah, I thought he was a good athlete for the college game. I think he'll be average to below average you know, NBA shooting guard level. Right, right. I think I think that's fair. I think he definitely has a, a shifty, you know, heady part of his game that you got to appreciate, like you said. Yeah, he was really smooth with the ball in his hand, like you're saying. Like, he can, you know, put a dribble move on somebody to get them off balance just with one quick move, and that's pretty impressive. And Overall, like you're saying, he's still a good finisher for a guy that really didn't get wide open looks at the rim because of that. Yeah, I know. I know. And the other thing that also stood out to me was his ability in isolation situations to beat guys off the bounce. And like looking at a guy that averaged over a point per possession in isolation situations this past year. Yeah. Um, the one thing I thought really pulled down his shooting numbers were just his mid-range. He relied on that so much. And he was only shooting like in the 30s or something from that range. So really made his shooting numbers look worse than they were. Um, if he could, he's kind of like Jalen Green in that point in that mm -hmm. part of the game where they kind of just took way too many mid-range shots. But like I said before, UConn needed him to get shots whenever he could. So I do give him a little bit of a pass for that one. Yeah, UConn was going to go as far as James Booknight could take them offensively. So you, like you said, we got to look at that. 
take that for what it's worth. But, uh, you know, the other thing that kind of stood out to me was when he was off the basketball, I thought he did a good job of, you know, moving, cutting, getting into spots where he could attack away from the basketball. Yeah. Um, it was kind of weird. He shot better from three as a freshman and most of his, you know, makes were off assists. And then this past year, he was taking more off the dribble and his percentage dropped. So I'm wondering if that was a direct correlation or if shooting overall just dropped or if he just needs to look for more spot up opportunities from three kind of going forward. Uh, do you think the injuries could have played a part in that with him kind of, you know, being in and out, the elbow being hurt? Yeah, definitely. But still, I just thought it was kind of weird that he really just didn't make many, many assisted threes this season. Right. You would think being injured, you would look for that a little bit more. Right. No, I, I agree with that. And uh, looking at him defensively at the next level, I think he has the ability and tools to be a good defender at the next level. It's not quite there yet, but at the same time, how much of that is, hey, you're our main guy offensively at UConn. We need you to save it for that. And, you know, we got other guys that are going to play defense. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, especially with his physical tools, you know, he's pretty good laterally. I think he could become a pretty good defender and have some versatility there where he could defend a point guard or a shooting guard. So I like I like his defense upside going forward. Most definitely. And the next next level, uh, what would you kind of say uh, defensively you think is ceiling? Um, I don't think it's too high. I mean, I think in just above, you know, a a plus defender type of guy. I don't think he's going to be a game changer where he's really creating tons of steals each game or anything. What about you? I don't think he can be a great defender. I think he could be a average good defender somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah. The the interesting thing for me is I just don't see him ever being a playmaker forever. Others like ever basically. I think he's got to be a scorer. Uh, what about you? Uh, I this is something I had in my notes was uh, you know I thought there is an outside chance of him becoming more of a combo guard at the next level. But personally, I feel he fits best as a scoring guard. Why, why make trying to make him into something that he's not? Yeah, I definitely think his his widest widest path to a long NBA career is just becoming a much better outside shooter where he can use that to be more of a consistent scorer um, and kind of just be a playmaker by happenstance and not really rely on that. Yeah, I think a big thing for him and his longevity of his NBA career is getting his jump shot to become more consistent and taking more efficient shots because if he can do that with, you know, kind of his shiftiness, ability to put them all on the floor, you know, get to the rim, I think that's a a role at the very least that you can say, hey, this guy can come off the bench and be a, a scoring punt. Yeah, I don't think he'll ever be a number one option no. or even number two option. So I think a lot of NBA teams will be able to get him away from that mid-range shot pretty quickly and try to just help, help his overall efficiency going forward. That should help his, his tenure in the NBA, I would think. Yeah, I know. And I, I, I could see him fitting in very nicely as a rotational piece. Yeah, especially if that defense comes around, uh, you know, and you can get that scoring punch off the bench from him just slash into the basket you could definitely envision him in a lot of systems helping out yeah yeah and i know and i think i don't know if you saw his kind of backstory about how he got into the game i want to mention that before we, uh, we moved on on him he actually started out as a baseball player and i think uh, i believe he had an arm injury that ended up you know basically changing his direction on which way he went to go uh sport wise and it 
leading him towards basketball. Dang. I think I do remember something about that, but thanks for bringing that up. Well, you know when he when that happened and when he, he switched paths? I don't remember exactly when it happened, but I want to say it was like around middle school. Oh, okay. Pretty early on. All right. Um, kind of going back for an overall view, where do you think Book Night kind of fits with the lottery, first round, second round type of guys that we've, we've broken down here? I could see him getting in the back of the lottery, but I think probably the more realistic would be mid first round or somewhere in just outside the lottery at a 22 range somewhere right around there yeah who would you uh who would you take you know or where would you place him in terms of like Corey Kispert Keon Johnson Sharif Cooper Terrence Shannon Cam Thomas those types I would probably take uh Corey Kispert over him because I think you could you know you look at Corey Kispert shooter much easier to like just fit him in as a rotation piece if you know what I'm saying I yeah, would take no I would take Cam Thomas over him I think Cam Thomas is a better score a more efficient score has more ways to score than Book Knight and I, I I think those were the two that I was really comparing you know they're both shooting guards one of those guys probably gonna be the you know one of the first shooting like true shooting guards off the board I'd probably go t- Thomas over him and then definitely take him over Terrence Shannon, then uh, Keon Johnson. Uh, I would probably take Keon over him just because of a uh, pure upside. And if Keon clicks, he could be a, a huge big time player. But you know, out of that list, I'm, I think probably right there towards the top or right in the middle. Yeah, I'm definitely taking Corey Kispert over him. Just like you said, I mean, with his shooting, he's going to be able to help teams no matter where he goes. And then from there, I think it's more of a, a system fit. Like like you said, I like Keon Johnson's upside, but Book Knight's definitely proven a lot more to this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I like Terrence Shannon's defensive versatility going forward. Um, but I think I would take Book Knight over Cam Thomas personally, I think. Um, I just like his feel for the game a little bit more than Cam Thomas. So kind of, I guess I trust Book Knight a little bit more. Right. one way to put it. So That's definitely um, a, f- a fair question mark on Cam's game feel. Yeah. It always, always score first guy, you know, mm-hmm. how's that, how's that going to translate to the NBA? Uh, it's always an interesting question. So, but like you said, it's pretty close between all those guys. I think Kispert's in a tier above them, but other than that, I think the rest of them, you can pretty much throw a dart at. They're all in that same group, I would say. No, for sure. Sure. And it's interesting because a lot of those guys are very comparable as well. Yeah. 